0: This is Meg Tilton at the ACOW Life, episode number 47, Failure. This is the ACAL Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Welcome back to the podcast. Clearly, I'm not totally awake today, (laughs) quite yet. I still have a little bit of a frog in my throat. I am recording this on Monday morning. We've had a really busy weekend here in the Tilton household. We've had family in town. And we've been doing some different events, which I will talk about during the podcast. So I'm excited to be able to record this for you. It's not going to be quite as polished as maybe some of my other ones are. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today in the podcast. So let's jump right into that. So today I want to talk about failure because I think that this is something that is so important to be willing to do, fail, because we learn so much from failure. And yet in our society, we don't honor failure very well. And we really condone condemn people for failure and we... Um, just don't honor it so much for people and we want them to be perfect in all things and we expect that of ourselves and that's just such an unrealistic expectation to have of everyone around us and ourselves that it is often very damaging. But I had some experiences this last week that I wanted to share with you that really taught me about the importance of failure and how actually we should all be striving to fail more. So the first experience I had was, since we have family in town, um, my niece is here with my mom and my in-laws are here, and we, with my niece one day, we went to a place called Myseum, and I think it's a franchise place, and it's really fun. The kids had a great time. I really liked it because it was all contained on one floor of this building, and it wasn't super big, so you couldn't lose your children for too long, and they had this awesome train table, which my two-year-old was totally enthralled with a lot of the time, and that was really awesome, and the other kids all had fun, and at first, we weren't quite sure, but they ended up leaving saying, we wanna come back, this is so fun. So if you live in the St. Louis area, or if there's one in your area, I definitely um, advise that you check it out, ZM M-Y. That's how it starts, S-U-M, I think. Anyway, um, so while we were here, they had a bounce house area, and so my kids were in there for a while, and my two-year-old was in it, and then there was a drinking fountain right next to this bounce house. And if you know anything about two-year-olds, they love drinking fountains. (laughs) like he always wants it at church. Whenever he sees one, he wants a drink out of the drinking fountain. It's just amazing to him. So they have these step stools that you could use if you weren't tall enough to get up to the drinking fountain. And so I just sat there and watched him and he went over to the drinking fountain and the step stool was too far under the drinking fountain. So he pulled it out a little bit and stepped up, but it still wasn't Uh, far enough out. So he got back down, pulled it out again, got back up, still wasn't far enough out. So he did this several times until he got it just right so that he could get the drink that he wanted. Now, the thing that I took away from this was, is that I was watching my two-year-old fail. He was failing in knowing exactly where to place that stool in the proper distance from the drinking fountain so that he could get the drink. Now, most adults, we usually can pull those out and place them pretty accurately. Like if I were doing it for him, I probably would have just had to do it once or twice. But he had to do it several times because he was learning where the stool was supposed to go so that he could stand and get the drink that he wanted. And the thing that was fascinating to me was he didn't get frustrated He just got up, wasn't right, got back down, pulled it out a little bit more, got back up, wasn't right, got back down, pulled it out a little bit more. And he got, he just kept doing it until he got it right. And how we, I think it's so interesting that we look at children and we think that this is so amazing because they're learning and we know that. And he was failing and yet with ourselves, we don't give ourselves that same sort of a break, I guess, or look at ourselves in that same awful, like awe-filled, not awful, awe-filled way. Um, in the fact that when we are learning new things, we're going to make mistakes. We're not going to do it quite right, so we just adjust and fix it and try it again. And if that doesn't work, then we try it again. And I really think that as we, as adults. And that if we were able to more, um, be willing to more accept that more willingly, that we are going to fail a lot and make mistakes, that we would grow so much more. So I had another experience this weekend. My girls were in a ballet recital. So my little four-year-old was in like pre-ballet two, one and two. So like the youngest little kids almost and then my older daughter is in ballet 6 so she's in the higher ballet classes and contemporary dances. And so it's amazing cuz they have they have so many kids. They had to split the recitals into three recitals so we were in the first recital and the third recital. And it's amazing the difference between the first recital and the third recital, right? And so I thought it was just amazing because they had all these little kids and, you know, they would maybe do like a third of the moves that they were supposed to, (laughs) and you could see some level of progression as they did a little bit older kids, Um, but at the very end of the first recital, they had their competition ballet team perform, and it was amazing, right, because these girls are juniors and seniors in high school. They've been taking ballet for 10 years, like long time. And I think that was really wise of them to do that because when you are watching these little kids, you're like, are they learning anything? Are they developing? Are they going to be good dancers. And then you see these older girls have been who've been doing it for years and years and years. And you go, oh yeah, that's right. That's what they become. So it was just a really good lesson to me in how much growth happens <clears throat> over time and how important that is to give ourselves to become what we want to be. And Again, I think we are really... Um gracious in allowing children to be this and to grow and to develop. And we expect that of them. But then as adults, we don't expect ourselves to be that way. And we expect ourselves to get things perfect the first time. And yet every new skill or every new job that we go into or every new parenting situation that we enter into, we are most likely going to fail. I always joke with my husband that we should just start saving for therapy now for our first child because we're making all of our mistakes on her right and i notice in myself that i parent my younger my younger two children much differently than i parented my older three children at the same ages that my younger two are right now so like when my two-year-old does something i'm like oh yeah That's right. That's what a two-year-old does. I didn't get, I don't get stressed out about it. I'm not like, what's going on? I'm a bad mom. Why are you doing this? I'm like, yeah, that's just what two-year-olds do. And so there are my dogs. (laughs) Um, anyway, so I just think that that's such an important aspect that we need to really adopt into adult life. Now, like in, we can attribute this to like church callings, to a job that we get, a new job, to any new skill that we're learning. So whenever we get in, i you know, I've mentioned before here that I am the ward choir director, which is a joke in and of itself. And it's awesome. And it's the perfect calling for me right now, but I don't really know what I'm doing. And I fail every time I get up there, I make a mistake every time. And it's okay. I've really resigned myself to be like, I'm learning. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I just expect myself to fail. And then I learn something new and I move on and I can apply it, what I learned to the next time. And then I'll fail again in some way. And then I'll apply it again. And pretty good, pretty soon in a year or two, I'll be hopefully much better than I was when I started. So that's been a really great example to me of something that I'm letting myself fail at so that I can grow and learn from the failure. Now this is kind of where we go into talking about B minus work too. That can be confusing to people, like why wouldn't we wanna strive to get A plus work? And the reason is, is because we can get so caught up in Trying to get that A plus work that we never get it done, because getting an A plus in life and in situations is really, really hard. It's really hard, and it can be really um, stifling in our growth. So we, I always talk about like just shoot for B minus work because you're getting it done, you're learning something, you're putting something out there, and you're holding yourself to your deadlines, like. This podcast might be my B minus work just because of things that are going on in my life, but I have a deadline that I'm going to put out a podcast every Monday. So yeah, this might not be an A plus podcast for me, but that's okay. It's okay because I'm going to learn things by doing this podcast today and I'm going to grow and progress and move on. And if I didn't do it, then I wouldn't grow and progress right? So it's better to do the work and put it out there than to be striving for this almost unattainable version of something that we want and never put it out there because then we never help anybody and we never grow. So I really think that when we grasp failure and we embrace it in our life, that's when we free ourselves to live a more full and complete life, right? So if we're willing to fail, then tell me, I think you should really ask yourself this question. If you're willing to fail, how many things, more things would you do in your life? How many more times would you put yourself out there if you're willing to fail? Right? So... This is another one, like speaking in church. A lot of people don't like to speak in church because they're afraid that they're going to say something stupid or they're going to start crying or they're not going to make any sense. And yet I'm like, but just do it because you will grow so much by doing it. And you may cry and you may not make sense and you may not say something totally on point, but that's okay. We're all growing and progressing right? I think of how I used to speak when I grew up in a ward where we had very little youth. So I was asked to speak a lot. And the first talk I think I ever gave, I cried my whole way through. I don't think anybody understood a thing I said. (laughs) And I sat back down and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never, ever, ever doing that again. And guess what? Now I have a podcast. I'm talking to hundreds of people, right? That's crazy. That's crazy. So if I hadn't kept going and been willing to fail all these steps of the way, I would never be where I am today. Okay. So I often hear people say I'm a recovering perfectionist. And I'm not a recovering perfectionist. I would like to be in some ways, because I think it would be nice to try and be more perfect at things, but that's just not really my personality. And I have really just had to let a lot of things go because if I don't, then I just get really uptight. Maybe I am a recovering perfectionist. I don't know, but I always think, okay, so you're a recovering perfectionist. So what exactly does that look like? What does that mean? And I think that we should say, instead of we're a recovering perfectionist, that we're a striving failureist. Like I'm striving to fail in life because that means I'm living life and I'm trying and I'm going for big things, right? So if you don't, aren't willing to fail, you're never going to grow. And growth is why we are here. It's what's in our spirits. It's what we are made to do is to grow. And I really think that the depression that we see in people and the things that are holding them back are that they're not willing to fail. It's not that they can't be perfect. It's that they don't want to fail. And I think we have to be willing to fail in order to grow. And if we are more willing and more accepting of those people or other people around us failing, then just think of all the growth that will happen and all the happiness that I think will happen because we let ourselves and others fail. It's so important. And I just think of how it's so interesting how kids are totally okay with failing. Like I said, like my daughter, my 4-year-old got up there on stage and she was nervous, but she's like, "Okay, I'm going to do it." And she didn't do it perfectly, but she did it the best that she can, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Right? But in a lot of ways, she may have thought that she failed, but she didn't fail. And my 2-year-old with the drinking fountain may have thought, "Hey, I did this twice and it's not working. I'm failing. I'm walking away. But he didn't do that. He just kept going until he finally got it. And I am just so amazed at the things that we can learn from our children about being willing to fail and how we can adopt those into our own life. So this week, I really challenge you to be willing to fail at something. I want you to pick something that you've always wanted to do and go for it and be willing to do it miserably wrong the first time (laughs) and just fail royally because you'll learn so much. Okay, I'm gonna wrap it up here. I hope you all have a great week. We are having a very busy week here in the Tilton household. I don't know about anybody else, but summer is turning out to be crazier than the school year. So I'm kind of ready for camps and ballet and all that to be done, but I don't think it's going to be. We're just going to keep going and it's just going to keep being busy, which is good. My kids are doing great and it's been fun. So I hope all you other mothers are hanging in there for the summer and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.